Welcome back to Sports Culture Podcast. This is episode 36, the actual episode 36. Um, We've just been too lazy to check, uh, do the due diligence of doing that, and that's pretty terrible. Um, It's just myself today. Isaiah is in Vegas having a grand time. Um, I hope you continue to have a grand time for the rest of your time there. Um, but we're just going to go ahead and, and jump right into this. Um, so on, on the topic of, of pop culture and, 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 you know, stuff like that, um, my fiance and I have been recently watching the show you on Netflix. And, um, so she had watched it when it was, you know, first popular, um, a few years back and I never got into it. Um, but now, uh, she has me watching it. Um, we, you know, binge the first couple seasons and, you know, it, it's, it's pretty good. It's not really my cup of tea, but I like it. Um, it's different and I'm trying to, you know, explore, um, you know, uh, different type of genres of shows, not just like comedy or anything like that. I'm trying to explore darker, you know, stuff with, you know, deeper messages and shit like that. So, you is um you know it's up there it's it's pretty it's pretty intense sometimes pretty weird sometimes pretty creepy sometimes um we are in season three episode six right now just finished five this morning so um there's a lot of crazy shit happening joe definitely um is a very bad uh chooser selector in people um but it's also a personal problem, obviously. Um, if you are watching the show, have watched the show, you know. I won't give any spoilers out. Um, but on to another program that is actually in process of being filmed. Um, we have Hocus Pocus 2. Bette Midler gives the first look at the Sanderson sisters on set um, for the Hocus Pocus 2 uh, movie releasing next year, 2022. Um, and it's just, it's great to see them back. Um, Hocus Pocus was a really, really, really big part of my childhood. Um, I grew up on it, you know, every Halloween, um, Hocus Pocus was watched more than a handful of times, um, if not two handfuls. So it was, um, very big part of my childhood and it's really good to see this back. Um, it kind of brings me to another movie too, that I just, uh, I didn't even know was coming out until about five days before it came out. Um, Clifford, uh, <laughs> a Clifford movie came out and that's kind of crazy. Um, so, you know, it, it kind of, I feel like it's following the uh, footsteps of live action, um, uh, stories, you know, or kid stories, you know, because we had Winnie the Pooh um, have that live action adaptation not too long ago, um, Jungle Book, you know, and stuff like that. So I feel like um, everybody's taking inspiration from Disney now and they're going on and trying to make, um, you know, trying to make the best they can um, because Disney's obviously the trendsetter. I mean, Disney owns about half of. Of, of, of entertainment so um they're they're it <laughs> um anyways uh bad transition moving on to hashtag free britney my boy isaiah um again we miss you isaiah 
was wearing a free Britney shirt. Uh, I don't know if it was either yesterday or today. I saw on his Instagram story um, for her. I believe it's the trial um, in the conservatorship, whatever it is. Um, I am not too familiar with it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of saying um, that the con- conservatorship could end at today's hearing. Um, so, you know, um, actually, breaking news, you heard it here first on Sports Culture Podcast, where we give you sports and culture news. Um, Britney Spears is free to make her own medical, financial, and personal decisions for the first time since 2008. Um, a, ju- a Los Angeles judge has ended the conservatorship that controlled Spears' life and money for nearly 14 years. So, hey, congratulations, Brittany. Um, kind of sucks. Well, it really sucks the stuff that um, you know she was she was subjected to um, during her time of fame. I know that some of it obviously was choice. Nobody put a gun in her head and made her do things. I mean, it kind of seemed like you know this conservatorship was kind of nearly that, but um, you know. For the first time now she can she can taste that freedom um she can do as she pleases and hopefully she can come back and you know i mean hey you know she wants to put some music out she might want to have a story you know she might want to tell the story um of all this and you know with with the conservatorship ending the time to do it um moving on to more news um snoop dog was caught Handing out food at Raising Cane's drive-through in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, that's pretty dope, dude. <laughs> Just pulling up and seeing Snoop, man. Um, I remember this kind of reminds me of a time where my family went to Disneyland one year, and Johnny Depp was actually in. Um, he was uh, in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I don't think they were there when it happened, but they were like. It was maybe like a day or two off from when that happened. So um, I think that's fucking like insane. Um, and, you know, you have other um, other people doing that, dressing up and, you know, kind of kind of going like a quote unquote hidden boss kind of thing um, or just like hey, surprise, motherfucker. Um, yeah. So we are now going to move into sports news. Um, we just got the NBA and NFL for you here today. Um, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of NFL to talk about. Um, we are going to cover last night's game, um, the upset in Miami. Um, we'll cover the scores uh, or the uh, predictions for Sunday and Monday's game. Sundays and Mondays game. And then um, we'll go into some NFL news, injury reports, some uh, some NBA. Um, we'll actually start NBA first. It's the smaller, so we'll go and give you that chunk first. Um, so the Warriors um, are 10-1, and one, and I don't think anybody's seen this coming um, without play. At least um, James Wiseman is also there, but, you know, there was kind of talks about trading him. So... Because, you know, it's like, hey, um, let's not waste Steph and Clay's and Dre's, you know, prime years. Let's let's win now if we can get the piece. And, you know, while that's completely understandable, um, you know, uh, looking on the business side and the organizational side of it, like, excuse me, um, the Warriors just built that stadium in San Francisco, the Chase Center, um, and for 
the Chase Center not to have any talent coming through the door, through the locker room, coming, you know, doing all that for, you know, the foreseeable future. Because, you know, Steph, Clay, and Dre only have so many years left, and it kind of sucks to say, but, you know, you gotta got to start planning for the future. And, I mean, you know, Jordan Poole, he... He's getting the job done, man. He's um he's growing. I don't think Wiggins has a real um, time with this team. Um, I think he's going to be traded um, by the end of the season. And then, I mean, you got, um, you know, other younger guys, but no real um, uh, guy that you can build the team around other than Wiseman. But he, I mean, you know, he's only, what, 19, 20? Um, it's crazy. Uh, so hopefully this year with um, everybody healthy and a really good roster, you know, starting out 10-1 hot. Um, Curry had that 50 bomb a couple days ago. Um, he's he's on, on top of the league right now. So um, Warriors 10-1 or number one in the power rankings. I'm just going to give you guys top five. So um, we got at one, we got the Warriors, two Bulls, and we actually have that matchup tonight. Warriors Bulls in um, Chase Center tonight at seven. Um, we have the Nets at three, Jazz at four, and Nuggets at five. So I think it's a pretty safe, um, pretty safe top five um, uh, power ranking. Um, a, you know, you have the Bulls and the Nets, and then you got the three West teams. So it's a, it's a nice, you know, it's not too West heavy, or it's not all five West teams. Or um, so the East is kind of showing that it's, it's, you know, it's starting to produce some uh, better talent. Um, better uh, depth um, from top to bottom in the conference. Um, but the Bulls, and you know, speaking about the Bulls, um, they're looking, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, Lonzo, DeMar, um, Caruso, Zach Levine, you know, um, they have Vucevic uh, um, still. Um, man, like they're they're a young team with some vets on there, but they are getting the job done. They're being exciting, um, and they're just you know they're 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 shocking for lack of a better word. The NBA, you know, globe, the NBA landscape. Um, it's it's truly ridiculous to see, um, seeing as how they weren't really. They were, you know, about a couple years ago, the Bulls were just, uh, they, you know, they they were a beater team. They were a team that um, that that you know the the top teams came in, stomped on, they rest players against stuff like that, and and now you see them. I mean, you know, granted, it's only the first two three weeks of the season, but eight and three, um, they're at the top of the East right now. And I, you know, I honestly do not see this slowing down. I know Isaiah has said it so many times. I don't know how the fuck they play, um, you know, all four of those guys or even three of those guys because you're super small. Lonzo, you know, because if you have Lonzo, Caruso, and DeMar, that's really small, um, you know, one through three. And then if you have Lonzo, Levine, and DeMar, that's really small. And then you take Lonzo out, you put Caruso in, or, you know, you, you so you're t- it's really small. Um, combination of guys, but they're making it work. Um, very energetic, and it's fucking it's fun to watch. Um, 
So moving on from top 10 power rankings for the season, we move on to a comment where Andre Iguodala says Kyrie Irving is a top four point guard of all time. Um, he says he's behind Magic, Steph, and Isaiah Thomas, that nobody else should put anybody in front of Kyrie except those three people. And, you know, as much as it pains me to say, I can kind of, I believe it, um, because nobody really has the handles, um, well, barring the guys that he, you know, or the guy, Steph, that he listed in front of him. Nobody in today's game has the handles, the the shot, the um, the ability to take contact, to move around contact, the ability to make defenders miss. Just to you know, the, the he has the ball on a string almost like it's it's ridiculous, and the way he just flows so like effortlessly. Um, it's it's poetry almost, you know, because you look at you look at Damian Lillard, and I don't think Damian Lillard really has the playmaking abilities to the um, the extent of Kyrie, because Kyrie, you know, he he game seven shot against the Warriors to win a chip, um, so that's really that game seven shot one of the best teams, if not the best team of all time. So you know, when you do that in that. You know, in that stage, game seven, bro. It's a, 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 I'm, I'm bound, um, to believe Iggy. I, you know, and hey, shit, Iggy lost to him. <laughs> um, so you know, um, you at the end of the day, you have to respect and understand what players are saying, um, because they're the ones playing the game, man. And Andre Iguodala is one of the best defenders, um, of this generation. Um, so I, I, I listen to him. <laughs> so now, um, we are moving on to some NFL tidbits. Um, so we have John Gruden who is suing the NFL over, um, what happened with the, um, the investigation with the emails. Oh, excuse me. Uh, and, um, uh, let me go and get this. Um, he is suing Roger Goodell and the NFL um, because he was, quote unquote, forced to resign. Um, he said that it was a um, malicious and orchestrated campaign to destroy his career. Um, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, um, so I don't know. Um, I I still don't really think that kind of like excuses what you said because you still said it. It doesn't matter if it was <laughs> behind um, behind closed doors. Um, so you know, I I don't really think. I mean, yeah, I guess like if you want to say like um, legally or whatever, there was some type of thing. But I mean, at the end of the day, as a person, you still said those comments. You still made those decisions to talk about the people in the way you did. And so you know, I I I, I don't know. I think Gruden is um biting off a little bit more than he can chew. I think this is a petty lawsuit. Um, 
but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, now we go over to a couple acquisitions, trades, um, and then some injuries. Um, well, actually, before that, um, Mike White also said that he should have been a first overall pick. Now, Isaiah and I love Mike White's energy. Fucking amazing. Uh, I hope he comes in, and I don't know who they're playing this week. Um, New York Jets, they're playing the... the Buffalo Bills, damn, they are not going to win. But hey, Mike White, do your damn thing, bro. <laughs> um, so now we move on to the, um, the the acquisitions, transactions, all that stuff. Um, Cam Newton, back to the Panthers. Um, Sam Darnold down. Um, Newton visited, and it, he, he came out with a contract. And he uh, spoke to reporters today. And he said, man, you know, this isn't about a ticket. Or a ticket sales, or you know, a Cinderella story. I basically, essentially, said I'm here to win games, and I mean, you know, the 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 roster that Carolina has, it's, I mean, it's a quarterback away. I I mean, I essentially, you know, they went on that undefeated streak, then they got you know stomped for a couple games, but I mean, you know, Cam's not what he was, but you know, because the MVP in 2015 and stuff like that, but. I am. Um, I don't know. I think he gives them more of a dynamic, um, more of a, dyna- a dyna- uh, dynamic offense instead of Sam Darnold, obviously. But I mean, it just depends if Cam can still produce on the field because what he hasn't been on the field for about a year now. Um, so you know, we'll see. Um, I think it gives the Panthers a backup plan also to with um, Sam Darnold being out, you know, because 17 weeks, um, if Cam's working, it's cool. And then, hey, if Darnold is able to get it in there, I don't really know the specifications of his injury, you know, the timetable and stuff like that. But Cam could just be a backup plan. I mean, obviously, you want to go with the safest backup plan, but that's neither here nor there. Um, We go to the Rams, okay? The Rams trading, not trading, signing Odell. Um rich just get richer um vaughn now odell um it's you know it's crazy um packers lowballed odell so you know could that spell something for aaron Rodgers? is he gonna be upset over that um you know but are the rams in a comeback mode after last night or um uh last sunday's performance um, against the Vikings or the, the Titans because they played very bad. Um, a lot of turnovers, couldn't really move the ball. Um, but with Odell here, I mean, I think he's gonna have time to eat. He's gonna have a lot of um, he's gonna have a lot of of looks his way if Cooper is gonna keep getting doubled. Um, and I mean, you still have Robert Woods, you still have Tyler Higby. Um, so you know it. it Anything could happen. Um, when Moss went to the Raiders, Moss was everybody. Everybody wanted to write him off as washed, and then he went from the Raiders to the Patriots and probably had the best season of all time for a wide receiver. So um, I'm not saying Odell is Randy Moss, but you know Odell's no slouch. Obviously, we've seen his resume. I know he hasn't been healthy and stuff for the last couple years, and it could just be like a Cleveland thing. But 
I think with the um, the culture in Los Angeles with um, Sean McVay and the Rams, I think uh, I think Odell has he's in the most. Uh, he he's in the most poised position. He's in the he's like he's almost in like a a granted a pedestal of a position to be in right now. Because um, you know Matt Matt Stafford came through this year and look what he's doing now. You know, I mean, granted he was decent in Detroit and he flashed. He had his good moments. I mean, and you know he's never really been a bad quarterback. He just never had the right system and the right team and the right coaches around him. But now that he has all that. I mean, you could say that about any player, but hey, you know, Stafford, Stafford's doing the damn thing. Um, he was a little dark horse MVP for, for Isaiah for a minute, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Browns running backs, uh, Chubb and Felton are out Sunday, so um, Kareem Hunt's going to be, I believe, the lone backfield. They might... They might um, Call up somebody from the practice squad. Not too sure, but they are going to be very shorthanded um, on Sunday against the Patriots. Um, so that could spell a little bit of problems because the Patriots are very good running passing defense. So, I mean, but the Browns did just stomp the, the Bengals. So, you know, we'll see. Um, moving on more, um, we have some injuries here um not out but we have doubtful david bakhtiari is lifted a doubtful um chris godwin is a game time decision uh antonio brown and gronk are out for the bucks and the bills have a massive injury report stefan diggs tremaine edmonds zach moss emmanuel sanders um so it's 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 really going to be hard to bounce back after an ugly loss with a depleted team but they're playing the jets so we'll see um it's possible uh now we go on and we review last night's game and go ahead and give you guys our predictions for sunday and monday's game um so we had baltimore and miami it was 46 and a half over under um and we both shit the bed with um the baltimore pick we did get the under um, it was Miami, I believe 22, um, and Baltimore 10, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so that was a crazy game. Nobody expected that. Um, Jacoby Brissett goes down to, it comes in and uh, that's all she wrote. The Dolphins defense answered everything, but I didn't look like the best answer because it looked like me. They were, you know, they weren't really putting a lot of coverage over the middle of the field they were sending the house almost you know like like i'd say 60 percent of the time they were zero blitzing or something it was man coverage zero blitz i didn't really see a lot of um a lot of coverage in the middle of the field that field there so i don't know why mark andrews and them didn't expose it it is what it is um but yeah that's a crazy game um that changes the the landscape a lot um now we're gonna go ahead and move on to Sunday's slate of games. Um, first up, we have Atlanta and Dallas at 54 and a half. Um, Isaiah has Dallas, of course, and over, and I have Dallas and under. Um, so Dallas, I think, you know, it, it, it's going to be a, um, it's going to be a bounce back game. Um, I mean, Atlanta did beat New Orleans like they did last week, but 
I've been saying it all year. I don't think New Orleans is a good team. Um, and especially now with um, Jameis Winston being gone, you know, down their main quarterback, it's it's just not good. Um, Alvin Kamara is also hurt. Um, so, you know, the win with um, uh, the win against New Orleans, uh, Atlanta is not really showing much there. So I got Dallas, but I will say under. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Um, unless Dallas wants to prove something, but I think it's going to be Dallas under Isaiah has Dallas and over. Um, next game is going to be the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans. Um, like I said, Kamara out, Jameis Winston not there, um, Michael Thomas done for the year and stuff like that. Um, I think Tennessee is going to stomp New Orleans. Um, I think the receiving core is getting healthier. Um, Tannehill's doing his thing. The defense is coming together. Um, I think this is going to be a really, really easy win at 44.5 over under um, Tennessee and over for both of us. Um, next up, we have Jacksonville and Indianapolis um, at 47.5. Isaiah has Indy and under, and I have Jacksonville and over. I am riding high on Jacksonville's win last week over Buffalo, even though it was just a 9-6 to win. Um... They could use it. Um, all Indianapolis really has going for them is Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Naheem Hines gets his stuff when he does. Pittman Jr. does his stuff when he does. But I don't think there's really anything else consistent other than um, Jonathan Taylor right now. And if the Jags can play the defense that they did last week against the Bills, this could be an interesting game. Um, also, that's a divisional game, too. So, you know. Uh, could turn some heads um cleveland and new england at 45 um isaiah has cleveland and over and i also have the same um uh, that's a little iffy now with the uh, chubb and, and uh, felton being out but um yeah dude coming off that performance last week Cleveland is just, you know, they better be riding high off that. It's, uh, you know, you beat a divisional opponent hand, handedly or hand, whatever. You know, you they fucking did it like a motherfucker, you know what I mean? So, um, I don't see why they can't go and, and beat the Patriots who are still trying to find an identity. Still middle of the pack. They're squeaking by. They're getting the job done when they can. Um, I know they had a couple good wins, you know, one against um, the Chargers, but I just don't really see anything there. That team still needs to grow. Cleveland also does, but they're they're way ahead in terms of development than New England, unfortunately. But with New England's coaching, they'll get to Cleveland's level in no time. I will say that. Um, Next up, we have Buffalo and the Jets, 47 and a half. Buffalo and over for me, and Isaiah has Buffalo and under. Um, like I said, Bill's injury report is pretty bad. I might have to change my Buffalo pick to under um, because their injury report is just not looking good. Um, a lot of receivers, um, running backs, tight end, you know, so, you know, got a good linebacker on there, a couple safeties, defensive backs. It's, it's, it's going to be tough, um, but again, the Jets, so... Excuse me. Um, it, it's going to be a tough game to manage. 
terms of trying to keep your players healthy. Um, next game we have is Detroit and Pittsburgh at 42 and a half. Isaiah has Detroit and over. Wow. I got Pittsburgh and over. Um, this is really a barn, not barn burner. <laughs> this is a snooze fest. Um, yeah, not really much to say. Um, uh, obviously a fucking terrible, just struggling Detroit team versus a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh team who doesn't want to let go of Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and that might be their detriment. Um, let go of him, stop paying him his money, and sign some offensive linemen so um, Najee Harris can fucking run the ball, dude. Um, next up, Tampa Bay and Washington um, at 51 and a half. It has Tampa Bay and under. I have Tampa and over. I think Tom Brady slings his goddamn ball, and that's kind of all I got to say about that. Um, yeah, Carolina versus Arizona at 44 points. Um, that is actually an insane uh, over-under. Um, given Arizona, I don't know if Kyler Murray is still out. But if that is, then that makes sense. Um, up right here. Um, he remains out of practice. Um, okay. So gonna be uh gonna be a you know a little little uh rough game for uh for for the arizona cardinals my bad for separating right there um pj walker is going in i don't think cam is going to be starting i don't think he's going to be signed enough time to be able to play so pj walker is going to be going as a uh the Panthers quarterback and Colt McCoy, who actually did pretty damn good last week. Um, old ass Colt McCoy, old Texas, uh, Longhorn quarterback, man. I remember him coming out of college. Those are, uh, some crazy days. <laughs> um, next up we have Minnesota versus the Los Angeles chargers at 53 points. Um, Oh, uh, that Carolina, Arizona, um, we both have Arizona. Isaiah has under or over, and I have under. Um, with Minnesota and the Chargers, um, we both have the Chargers and under. Um, these teams have both been playing pretty streaky as of late. They've been both having high scoring and low scoring games here and there. Um, but we're both Justin Herbert, dark horse MVP motherfuckers. So let's do it. Um, Philadelphia versus Denver at 45. We both have Denver and under. Um, Denver spanked on the Cowboys last week, and I think they go in, um, play Philadelphia the same way. Philadelphia is much less of a threat than Dallas is, so I think it's handled, but it's going to be another low-scoring game. Um, I don't think the, you know, like the Cowboys scored in garbage time. I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to score in garbage time like the Cowboys did, so... Um, it'll be a, a low scoring game. Um, Seattle and Green Bay um, at 49 and a half. Um, and we both have Seattle and under. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still out. Um, Russell Wilson is back. And that's kind of all you got to say about that. Um, last week, the Packers only scored seven points without Aaron Rodgers. Um, and still almost could have beat the Chiefs, who only scored 13 points. So, you know, it's um, with the, the Seahawks, when they have everybody, they're a good team. They're meshed. 
Um, and it seems like right now they're, everybody's coming back. It just depends on if that rust is going to shake off um, quick or not. Um, and then we move on to oh, Sunday night, man. Oh, 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 this Sunday night game. Kansas City versus Las Vegas Raiders at 51 and a half. Isaiah has Kansas City and over, and I have fuck the Chiefs, Las Vegas and over. Um, I don't know how Kansas City scores points. I mean, I'm not saying the Raiders' defense is fantastic, but I mean, you know, last week they gave up what 23 points, I think it was, to the Giants. And the Giants played the Chiefs before that, and they really couldn't score on them. I don't know if I don't know what's up with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are um, the Chiefs, in my opinion, this year have been very consistent, but they have been consistently bad. We know what their ceiling is, we know what their potential is, we know what they can do, but their potential they're they're consistently bad, and it spells trouble for the teams at the top because they're going to play to, you know, they're going to play to the Chiefs level and then the Chiefs are going to be like, well, it's time to go, time to spike this up, ramp it up, and let's get this shit going. So um, I hope the Raiders aren't in that position. I hope the Chiefs, you know, Chiefs better not take the Raiders lightly either because, I mean, you know, they're five and three. They could be six and, you know, hey, shoulda, coulda, woulda, um, but five and three. Um, so it's just going to be a big game. Um, I, but we both have it as a shootout with, um, both sides and over. Um, and then we move on to Sunday or Monday night football with the Los Angeles Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Isaiah has the Rams and under, I have the Rams and over. I think the Rams come back this week and completely, it doesn't matter who, who the opponent would have been. They just completely obliterate the 49ers after last week's performance. Um, I mean, shit, they're getting Von Miller this week too. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be nasty. Um, so yeah, that about does that for the picks. Um, I will possibly have a guest on for, um, the next podcast. Don't know if that's going to be Monday or Tuesday. Might be Wednesday. Just want to get it in right before the um, the uh, the Thursday night game. Um, let me know if you guys liked the solo cast. Um, if you guys would like solo casts of Isaiah or me in the future. Um, if, you know, cause sometimes our schedule will not allow, you know, it pushes it back to the very worst time and it's like, Hey, you know, so I you know, solo cast would be nice. Um, only if you guys like it, only if our listeners like it, of course, um, nothing beats the, the tandem of Isaiah and I though, uh, greatest time, greatest show on, on the earth. Okay. On turf. Um, but yeah, dabbling and that's been it for sports culture podcast episode 36 november 12th and we will see you guys in the next one